Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hope. This is where you get to hear how to feel happy, balanced, and worthwhile. How to make that lonely ache vanish and feel empowered, confident, and secure. I'm Lauren Abrams, and I get to help you feel that magic again since going through my own dark night of the soul by chatting with incredible leaders, healers, and change agents who give us their messages of hope after overcoming challenges of their own. And today, we're talking about imposter syndrome, confidence, and mindfulness as I answer questions that have been sent by a few different listeners they're the same questions I keep getting. So I'm going to go ahead and answer those. I'll start right now with one of the most common questions I keep getting, which is, I keep hearing you talk about imposter syndrome. Could you please explain that to me, what that is? So yes, I will gladly answer that. Imposter syndrome is you have that feeling that I'm a fake or a fraud and I'm going to get found out. And there's a quiz on the website at 52weeksofhope.com, but you don't need to take the quiz. You know when you have that feeling. Say you just got a job and you're so excited and then you think, oh my God, I can't do that job. You can do it. You absolutely can. You applied for it. You got it. You are entitled to that job and go for it. You've got it. You got that job for a reason. And you're in good company. If you think you have imposter syndrome, it's very high performing women who talk about imposter syndrome. Michelle Obama, Maya Angelou used to talk about it. Meryl Streep has openly discussed it saying no matter what role she got, she'd think, oh my God, now they're going to find out that I can't act. Okay, I'm paraphrasing. She probably didn't say, oh my God, now they're going to find out. But she would talk about imposter syndrome. So it's you're in good company if you've got it. Sheryl Sandberg talks about it in her book. And I can remember being in court. This is after practicing 10 years thinking, look at all these people. They think I'm a lawyer. I am a lawyer. I went to good schools, but it's where you think you're going to get found out and you're a fake and a fraud and you just keep going. Or I even remember being on a playground. Look at these kids calling me mom. I am their mom. But it's all based in fear. It's a fear-based feeling. And you have to feel the feelings. There's no way around that. You can't stuff it or just try to walk around the feelings. You have to feel them. So feel the feelings. Close your eyes if you need to. And see where in your body you're feeling them. And feel them all the way through. Feel what it feels like. Breathe into it and feel it through. And then you end up getting neuropathways if you feel the feelings all the way through. And it's all very, very cool in that sense. So there's an article, a blog post I wrote that's on the website, but hopefully that clears it up that it is. It's a feeling that I'm a fake or a fraud and I'm going to get found out. And it's not true. You really do deserve everything that you are meant to be. And Angela Manuel Davis, who I'm a total groupie for, and I mention a lot, she has a thing where she says, if you can see it, you can be it. So if you've got a dream or something that you want to do or be, then go for it. You are here on this earth for a reason. We each have our own individual handprint. We are meant to be here for a reason. And nobody can do or say what you are meant to do or say in your unique individual voice. So if you think, oh, but everybody's doing that, but nobody can do it in the way that you can do or say it. I know when I started the podcast, I had the whole, I guess it's imposter syndrome where I thought people were talking about me. I have no idea, but people would think, who does she think she is to start a podcast? And now I could care less what anyone thinks because I have, I've started a podcast. It's been going for, I don't know, 70 weeks straight now or whatever it is. And you have your own unique handprint go for it. You could do this. So that's imposter syndrome. And hopefully that clears that up. So the next question that I've gotten a number of times is, oh, what are my best messages of hope that I've received? And 
There's so many. And there's an episode, it's called The Meaning of Life, where I compiled the first 52 weeks messages into 10 overarching messages. And anyway, great. It's a short, it's like 20 minute episode. And it gives the 10 overarching messages. So in that, it really says that the only way through is through. There's no way around anything that we're going through. I wish there was. We can't just like duck through anything. We are a resilient species. That is definitely one of the messages. Amberly Lago is a good example of that. Her episode is so good. But the only way through is through. J.J. Duncan is also a fabulous, fabulous episode that we find joy in anything, no matter what it is. And that this is a, a journey to live. We can't sit around on the sidelines watching others. That this is our life. This is our time. Like, this is our time to live it right now. Hala Taha, she's super successful and she's also a good example about success and going after what it is that we want to do. And that whatever it is that you are called to, whatever modality that it is that you feel called towards, if it's EFT tapping or breath work, or if you're into yoga, you know, whatever it is that you are called to, it all works. That is definitely one of the messages. If you listen to Mary Sice with her EFT tapping or Shalini, who's in Thailand, she's so beautiful, and she was bedridden and cured herself completely. She, I mean, the doctors told her she was going to be living in her bed. Uh, she had two small children, a really fabulous story, and she discovered EFT tapping. So she's an amazing episode, but so is Mary Sice. Mary's amazing. And learning about how we regulate ourselves and as if you identify as a female with the moon cycles and to watch the moon to know how to calendar yourself. Cheryl Cirillo's episode I find fascinating and that's based on the feminine Ayurvedic ancient healing traditions. So I loved all of that. That was really, really amazing. So whatever you are called to, whichever resonates with you, it all works. That is definitely one of the messages. But the overarching message is that we are here on this earth to love each other and to help each other. That is one of the messages. And the other is community, that we are not meant to live in isolation. I know when I was interviewing an older demographic, when I started the podcast and was actually interviewing people before it started as a podcast, when I was interviewing people in person, the number one thing that the older demographic told me is, you young people need to put down your phones. <laughs> so that we are not meant to live in isolation, that we need each other. And so just texting each other isn't enough or scrolling social media, that doesn't do it, that we need to actually connect. So reaching out, calling someone saying, how are you doing? Something like that is absolutely necessary. So if you're having a hard time calling someone and saying, how are you? We'll help you. And if you think, what are you talking about, Lauren? Just try it because you'll end up connecting with somebody, having a conversation, and they may need it just as much as you do. And it will make you feel better. I promise you can email me, call me, whatever you need to do to say, I'm full of it if you need to, but we need each other. So community, and there are so many ways to create community. It's way longer than this one podcast. I guess I could do a whole podcast on that, but you don't have to invent the wheel on this one. I promise there are just so, so many ways to do that. In the blue zones where people live the longest and they're the healthiest and happiest, because why live a long time if you're not healthy and happy? It's because of community. That is definitely one of the overarching messages. The next question is, I keep hearing you talk about mindfulness. Can you just give an explanation of what that really is? Yeah. So mindfulness is just simply being in the moment 
being aware of the present moment. Instead of just rushing through everything and not paying attention, you ever drive to work or drive someplace and not even remember how you got there, that's not being aware. So it's to be aware of what you're doing in the moment. Don't not multitasking, just like right now, I am recording this podcast. I am present and aware of you, of you who is listening and asking this question, of you who may need to receive this message. I'm holding space for you. I am just very aware of this present moment, of my breath, of how the air feels on my arm, of this moment. I have a friend, I guess this applies more to guys than to girls, but I have a friend that used to say, if I've one foot in yesterday and one foot in tomorrow, then I'm pissing all over today eloquent statement, but whatever. And it would apply much more to guys. But anyway, it's just about being aware of now or somebody that used to say, think of eating an apple. Actually, there was, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on her name. We had one guest that gave such a great example of being in the moment. She said, picture an orange, like the ripest, freshest orange ever. And you take a segment and you bite into it. Can't, and it's so juicy. It's so good. And you've just bit into it. Are you with me right now? That's being in the moment and eating that one segment of orange. You're experiencing eating that orange segment. So when you're eating, instead of doing something else, experiencing eating and each bite, one bite at a time. And that's being mindful of your step when you're walking, of each step and looking around you. Rabbi Chasen said that on his episode that he doesn't take his cell phone with him when he goes for a run or a walk. And that's a form of meditation for him. I love his episode. And uh, he's so eloquent, I won't even try because he does my favorite job of explaining community and how we carry each other when somebody is in it through their darkest times. Because everyone gets through it. That's the other thing. We all get through everything. I know I'm going off of the mindfulness question, but we do. We get through everything. It all passes. It just does. So that's what mindfulness is. It's being present of the moment, being aware. That's all. The next question had to do with confidence. How do I build my confidence back up? That is an interesting question. So I was taught that I get self-esteem by doing esteemable acts. So if there's a dream or a goal I'm working towards, even if I do five minutes towards that goal a day, I am going to feel better about myself. I'm going to feel more confident. The other thing is to do affirmations in the mirror out loud, looking in my eyeball, eyeball to eyeball, don't look around and go, oh, my hair looks bad or my this or that. No, it's looking in the mirror and saying, I love you. I am a worthy person. I am beautiful. Whatever it is, when I put moisturizer on my arm to say, what a beautiful arm, always complimenting myself whatever way, instead of putting myself down. Guys think they're the shit. I mean, they're so good at complimenting themselves. Women tend to put, they deflect compliments. If somebody compliments me to say thank you, and that's it, instead of saying, oh, this old, you know, whatever it is. I don't remember the statistics, but women are not good at accepting compliments. But really, we get confidence by doing esteemable acts. And an esteemable act, it, it's different for everybody, but if there is something you want to do, you just walk through the fear and you do it anyway. And nothing will give you more confidence than that. That's an empowerment tool and you just do it. 
you just do it anyway and know that the universe has your back. It's going to rise up to meet you in whatever it is that you want to do because you've got this. This goes right back to imposter syndrome or whatever your head is telling you. Say, thanks for sharing and just keep going anyway because you've got this. And it has to do with everybody has their own. You have your own unique handprint. Nobody can do what it is that you can do in your own unique way. You've got something to give and there's somebody that needs to hear and receive it. So go for it. Just go ahead and do it. And that's how you're going to get the confidence. Nothing is going to give you confidence quicker, faster, and easier than you going for it. And everybody makes mistakes. Everyone fails and nobody is paying attention to it as much as you are. Nobody. I remember when I first started dancing and I thought, I look so stupid dancing. And then I realized everybody is watching the people that dance really well. Nobody is looking at how bad I dance. And your eyes naturally gravitate to the really good dancers, not watching the people that dance not so good. So caring about how bad I dance. I don't really care anymore. It's just fun to dance. So everyone makes mistakes. Everybody looks silly sometimes. And there are people that dance bad like me. So what? It just doesn't matter. Nobody is paying that much attention. There's just too much going on for anyone to be paying that much attention. So by walking forward and doing what's in front of you, you're going to get confidence. So these are great questions. I'd love to know if you enjoy me answering these questions. Oh, there was one more that I got a bunch of. One was, who am I? They wanted to know my backstory, which really, if you listen to episode one, I divulged my story. And for me, that was kind of a big deal. I did not want to do that. But now I've done it so many times by guesting on other podcasts that it's not such a big deal. And who I am is in that entire episode and I really come from nothing and I'm self-made and I've been on the streets in the past like and was totally strung out when I was a kid and went through rehab built myself up slowly 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 went to college put myself through school and then law school I got my master's and then I started a law practice and just slowly I've built my life and I'm somebody who's always 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 grateful because I know what a miracle it is that I'm even alive and I learned to give back and help others because I didn't know there was a way out and I just figured nobody else did either. And I've since learned that others do know there is a way out but some don't. And I just try to help others in the same way that I was helped all those years ago, decades ago now. And through that, there's hope. And I went through a dark night of the soul a number of years ago. And it surprised me because I'm somebody that's always grateful and can't believe I'm even alive, never mind half the life I have. So that dark night of the soul really just shocked me. I was when I got through it because we always get through, we just do. The only way through is through. I know it's I'm repeating myself a little bit, but when I got through that, I was very surprised. And I decided after I got through that, that I'd go and ask an older demographic, like, okay, what have you learned from living life? They say nobody on their deathbed ever wished they made more money or worked harder. So what have you gleaned from living life? Because this really shocked me. So why are we here? It was my soul search, my little project, so to speak. And I thought after two and a half months of interviewing a person a week, I thought, okay, I'm going to interview a person a week for a year for my own soul search, an older demographic was who I was interviewing. And after two and a half months of interviewing people and people were divulging 
told you the most personal information to me. I couldn't believe it. But after two and a half months, a lot of the information they were telling me started, there were common themes coming about, which is what I was just saying, community and that we're not meant to isolate and you young people put away your phones, that kind of a thing. And I thought, oh, I'm going to write a book. This is so rich and so good. I'll write a book. I'll call it 52 Weeks of Hope. One of those books where you open it up and no matter what page you turn on, you're like, that's just what I needed to hear. But then COVID hit. So I did a pivot because that's what we do in life. We pivot. And I started podcasting. And I just love, love, love podcasting. And now I get to interview all kinds of healers and change agents and leaders and all kinds of people. And I've just loved it so much. And now I'm answering some of your questions. So that's very truncated version of who I am and what brought this about. And I hope that answers some of the questions and you guys will let me know if you enjoyed this. By the way, go to the Facebook group. That is where we're all meeting up and answering lots more questions. And we're talking to each other in there. So be sure to go to 52 Weeks of Hope Facebook group and introduce yourself. I would love to get to know you better. I'm Lauren Abrams. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and take with you the messages of confidence because you've got this community and dance like no one's looking because no one is. No one's paying as much attention to you as you are. So enjoy it. Be sure to tune in next week for another amazing episode with motivator, speaker, podcaster, and actor Finch. Have you got relationship issues or you're not sure which way to go in your life? Have some hurdles to climb? You're going to love me because Finch helps you scale all of that with his comedic, no-nonsense approach to everyday issues. He's just so great. You're going to love listening to Finch. He's taught and encouraged. He empowers communities and individuals and traveled around the world for the last 20 years. He's got a very unorthodox wisdom and he's going to help you get to move on wherever you're stuck he has uh he's just you'll you'll love this so that's next week be sure to join the facebook group dr jennifer berman was just on live in there and that's in the facebook group so if you join that's always available to you and cheryl Sherillo is in there live this coming friday i'm not sure when you're going to listen but she's so great and she's going to talk about why this time of year in the winter your skin and hair nails are brittle and dry and how to solve that and what foods to eat also the moon cycles when you'll have the most energy and you shall answer any of your questions so be sure to join the facebook group and we can get to know each other and talk if you're enjoying the podcast be sure to share the love and tell two of your friends text them right now i'm lauren abrams thanks for listening